welcome to the Menopause and Sex Podcast, where we discuss women's sexuality as it relates to the experience of menopause. I am your host, Christy Ann. Let's get started. Welcome to episode four of the Menopause and Sex Podcast. Today's topic is all about vaginal moisturizers for the relief of menopausal symptoms like dryness, loss of elasticity, and pain. But before we get started, I want to announce to you my new line of vaginal moisturizing products now available on wetorchid.com. I have five new products made with menopause in mind, including the Wet Orchid Petal Repair Serum, the Wet Orchid Petal Prep Gel, Wet Orchid Petal Hydration Cream, Wet Orchid Petal Protection Balm, and the Wet Orchid Gentle Petal Wash. I'll talk a little bit more about these products later in the show, but if you're curious and want to learn more about them right now, go to wetorchid.com. The first thing I want to talk about is what are the differences between vaginal moisturizers and lubricants? So vaginal moisturizers and lubricants serve different purposes and are used in different situations. So I wanted to make sure to clarify that before we get very deep into the subject of vaginal moisturizers. So here are a few key differences between the two. So the first is that the purpose of what they are for. So vaginal moisturizers are designed to provide long-lasting hydration to the vaginal tissues. They're typically used to alleviate chronic vaginal dryness, which is often caused by menopause, um, other hormonal changes, uh, certain medications, and medical conditions, things like, you know, having, um, you know, hysterectomy and um, other issues that can contribute. Um, On the other hand, though, vaginal lubricants are used to reduce friction during sexual activity or any situation where additional lubricant is needed temporarily, such as maybe like an exam at a doctor's office. So that is the key difference. Kind of think of it as using a vaginal moisturizer is like proactive and using a lubricant is kind of reactive to the actual situation while you're in it. You know, the moisturizer is not there to lubricate during the activity, but what it does is set up a situation where you need less lubrication and that your lubrication will work better because your tissues are moisturized. And, you know, additionally, like lubrication is not going to provide long lasting moisture down there. But in the event that you're having, you know, a friction type activity, it's going to help you in that situation. And when you couple it with the proper uh, moisturizing done ahead of time, it's going to work even better. So the second thing is the duration um, of use. So vaginal moisturizers are formulated to provide moisture and hydration for a longer duration, often up to several days you know, when they're used continuously, um, you know, you're, you may not need to use them every day, but you will need to use them through a certain course, depending, like if you're in menopause, you will probably have to use them a certain amount of frequency throughout the rest of your life. If you're just going through something that's a temporary thing, you know, maybe hormonal changes due to a medication or something like that, you may not have to do them for a long-term, you know, purpose, but, you know, then again, eventually you will need to pick them back up, especially if you start to see the signs of perimenopause, that's always a great time to start moisturizing before you even need to, to prevent ever even going through any vaginal atrophy. 
So in contrast, vaginal lubricants are intended for immediate use and provide temporary lubrication during sexual activity or whatever activity is happening at the time. They need to be reapplied often depending on the frequency of the activity that's being performed. So the next thing is the composition. So vaginal moisturizers are typically water-based or silicone-based. They contain ingredients that help retain moisturize that help retain moisture, excuse me, uh, such as hyaluronic acid or glycerin. Some may also contain natural oils like coconut oil or vitamin E. Vaginal lubricants, on the other hand, though, they come in different formulations, including water-based, but there's also silicone-based and oil-based. Now, water-based lubricants are the most common and are safe for use with condoms and, you know, certain toys. Silicone-based lubricants tend to last longer on the skin because they're not absorbed by the body, but they should not ever be used in conjunction with silicone toys um, and with condoms. And additionally, oil-based lubricants such as petroleum jelly and mineral oil um, also can break down condoms and sex toys and oils and things can also trap in bacteria and stuff. So they're really kind of the last recommended thing to ever use um, when it comes to lubricants. So the next thing to talk about is the usage, which vaginal moisturizers, as we said, are typically used on a regular basis, regardless of your whether you're having sexual activity or not, because, you know, moisture is necessary just for comfort. Even, even if you're not using your, your parts down there, you still want to keep hydrated. So you avoid things like, you know, um, itching, dryness, chafing, and things like that. So they can be applied inside the vagina using an applicator or external around the, the vaginal area, the, uh, your vulva area. So depending on the formulation will be where you will apply it. So vaginal lubricants, on the other hand, are specifically used during sexual intercourse or any activity that needs lubrication, such as getting an exam at the doctor. Um, They are applied directly to the genital area, typically inside and outside, um, often to also the condom onto a sex toy or directly onto a male partner's penis or fingers, whatever is being used to insert into the vagina. So um, those are the key differences. So now that we've talked about the differences between lubricants and, and moisturizers, let's talk, let's get a little bit more deep into the subject of moisturizers, which was the primary topic of this show. Um, so let's talk about the difference between internal versus external vaginal moisturizers. So internal vaginal moisturizers are designed to be inserted into the vagina, while external vaginal moisturizers are applied to the vulva and outer area of the vagina. Internal vaginal moisturizers typically come in the form of creams, gels, or suppositories that are inserted into the vagina using an applicator, Um, sometimes maybe using the finger, but generally an applicator is needed to get them in deep enough to where they're going to be effective. They are typically um, formulated to provide long-lasting moisturizer to provide long-lasting moisture to the vaginal tissues and help alleviate dryness. And these internal moisturizers are often recommended for women who are experiencing dryness and discomfort during um, intercourse and especially um, 
for women who are going through menopause, whether it be natural or hormonal or uh, medically induced. Um, so external vaginal moisturizers, on the other hand, are applied to external genital area, including the vulva, the labia, and the entrance of the vagina. These moisturizers usually come in the form of creams or lotions. Um, they help to hydrate and lubricate the other tissues, which will in turn um, reduce dryness and irritation. Uh, external moisturizers are often used to relieve external itching, redness, and discomfort caused by dryness. Now, both Internal and external vaginal moisturizers can be used to alleviate vaginal dryness and improve overall comfort. However, what you have to do is determine which is the right product for your specific needs and follow the instructions provided by the manufacturer. And sometimes, too, it's a good idea, even if you're using over-the-counter products, to work with your healthcare professional to see, you know, which is the best product for you, what's the best way to apply it, and make sure it's not going to conflict with any other therapies um, that you are currently using. Let's talk about some ingredients that you should avoid when purchasing these kind of products for use. So, when selecting internal and external moisturizers, um, it's important to avoid certain ingredients that might may irritate your delicate vaginal area. So um, now everybody's different. Some people may react to things that other people don't. Um, so this list here, some of these things may bother you, some may not. So just be on the lookout um, if you have never used a product with any of these it, these things in them, just be careful when you try something new and um, be on the lookout so that way you can kind of isolate and see if, you know, if it's this new product or not. So let's get into this list. So the first thing is fragrances. Fragrances can cause irritation and disrupt the natural pH balance of the vagina. So make sure you're getting things that don't have uh, fragrances in them for that fact. So parabens are a, uh, another thing. They're a preservative, preservative commonly used in personal care products, but they've been linked to hormonal disruption. So we're already dealing with enough hormonal disruption when we're in menopause. The last thing you need is more through a product added to your uh, moisturizer. Next thing is glycols. Um, ingredients like propylene glycol and butylene glycol can irritate sensitive skin, so avoid products containing those ingredients. Um, alcohol can be drying and irritating, but for everybody, it's different. It also depends on the type of alcohol. There's different types of alcohol, so... Um, some of these that you see on ingredients are not actually the type of alcohol that's drying. So it all depends on that. So just be very careful when you read the ingredients. Work, like I said before, with your primary uh, care physician, your, vag or your, uh, your, um, your gynecologist, and, um, you know, have the, or, and even your pharmacist. That's somebody else you can consult with to make sure that the type of alcohol that is in the product isn't the kind that's going to cause drying and irritation. The next thing is sulfates, uh, sulfates such as sodium lauryl sulfate. Um, they're harsh detergents which can strip away the natural moisture from the vaginal area. So you want to choose sulfate-free products. And quick shout out to my own product, 
the Wet Orchid Gentle Petal Wash, which I have formulated to not include any kind of harsh ingredients. And what's great about it is you just need a tiny, tiny drop of it. You apply it, lather like normal, rinse, and there will be no dryness, and this bottle lasts you forever. So just a quick shout out to that. If you want to learn more about it, go to wetorchid.com. Let's get back into the list, though. Uh, let's talk about petroleum-based ingredients. So we are actually talked a minute ago about petroleum jelly and mineral oil can be used as lubricants, but they are definitely the last thing recommended because uh one of the things that can happen is it can clog can clog pores and uh, that can disrupt the, your vaginal environment. Um, and beyond that, it can also trap in bacteria. So it's just really best to avoid oils such as mineral mineral oil and petroleum jelly. Um, some people do use coconut oil down there. Um, there is conflicting information about whether or not it's good for you down there or not. Some people talk about, you know, it has a natural um, antibacterial factors to it, but also, too, it is an oil that can trap uh, bacteria and things. So it's kind of on the fence about that one. We're not going to get too deep into it, um, but just be careful if you use anything that's oil-based down there. The last thing we're going to talk about is harsh chemicals. So, um, you know, avoid anything that has any formaldehyde-releasing preservatives or synthetic dyes because all of these can cause irritation and allergic reactions. So, again, uh, check with your pharmacist, check with your, uh, your gynecologist or your primary care physician to ask them um, about these ingredients. Look things up online, um, get on Reddit, uh, you know, or even send me a message and ask me, you know, if, if I have any knowledge about whether certain ingredients in products um, can affect you negatively. So let's get into how often you would use a vaginal moisturizer. So this is a quick one here. The frequency of that is just really going to depend on your individual needs and preferences. Some people may need to use it very often, daily in some cases. Um, some people may need to use it maybe just once a week, once a month, maybe just in, you know, once every few months. Um, some women may be stuck using them the rest of their life. Some women may only need to use them for a short amount of time, depending on what the cause of the dryness is. So it's going to fluctuate. It's going to vary. But um, the best thing you can do is, again, work with your healthcare provider. Follow the instructions on the um, label provided by the manufacturer. And, um, you know, just test and see what works best for you. So let's talk about a recommended brand for your vaginal moisturizing needs. And that is my brand, Wet Orchid. Go to wetorchid.com to learn more about the five flagship products that I just released last week. That includes the Wet Orchid Gentle Petal Wash, the Wet Orchid Petal Repair Serum, the Wet Orchid Petal Prep Gel, the Wet Orchid Petal Hydration Cream, and finally, the Wet Orchid Petal Protection Balm. So if you go to the website, look at the very top, you'll see a link where you can sign up to get a 10% off coupon. Go ahead and sign up, get that coupon. I'm actually running a sale this first week, so you'll get that 10% off on top of the sale that I'm running. After this first week, though, that 
sale and that uh, the coupon will still exist for a little bit longer, but this, this grand opening sale is only going to last for about a week. Um, we'll probably have some flash sales and stuff like that. So um, again, if you sign up for that coupon, you will get notified of any specials that we run ahead of time. And uh, that way you can join in. Uh, I also have a ebook on there called Restoring Your Sexual Response After Menopause. So check that out in case you need some information that um, could help you work on the subject of restoring any uh, of the problem or fixing any of the problems that you've been experiencing, such as dryness and uh, loss of elasticity, loss of libido. And besides the vaginal moisturizing products, I also have other um, menopausal health products such as Kegel exercisers, vaginal dilators, and other products to work through any of the negative symptoms you may be experiencing related to sex and menopause. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am Christiane, and I'll be back next week for another Menopause and Sex podcast episode. We're going to be putting these out every Monday, so you can just think of it as Menopause Mondays. <laughs> you can also check out the podcast website at menopauseandsex.co, where you can sign up and to be notified of new show notifications. You can also find me on Instagram. You can search for Wet Orchid, and uh, you can also search for the Menopause and Sex podcast. So I have a couple of different accounts for those. I think I also have a Pinterest um, uh, and Reddit also that I'm trying to get those going too. So those are a couple other places that you can connect with me. So that way, if you have any show topic ideas that you'd like for me to talk about, um, or maybe, you know, you'd like to be a guest, maybe some, you have something you'd like to contribute to the discussion, um, definitely reach out to me on, you know, on the social media or on any of the websites. Um, but otherwise, thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care of yourself.